This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey everybody, Carm Capriato. Welcome to Town Hall Academy 348. If you're keeping track, well, that's a lot of weeks in a row. Great topic today. I think you're going to really be impressed with what we're going to talk about from burnout to balance. We um, fix you, then attract and retain the best employees. We were struggling with what to call this. I think you're going to ultimately end up finding out that this is going to be a very memorable episode, and we I just can't wait. I want to thank our great sponsors before I introduce my panel. Feeling like you're hurting cats with your fleet business? It's possible. Well, relax. Shopware's got the perfect solution. Our fleet management software will have you managing with ease. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to smooth sailing. Check out more. Talk to my friends at GetShopware.com. And are you up to date on your training? Well, Delphi Technologies is proud to offer over 30 courses run by ASE certified technicians for professionals. Turn the OE aftermarket supplier with over 100 years of experience. Inquire today at DelphiAftermarket.com. I have a very, very esteemed panel here. Eddie Lawrence, president of MTR Mobile Transport Repair, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Good to have you here. He's at Napa Truck Service Center, been in business 27 plus years. A great story. We can't wait. A lot of this episode is about Eddie. So thank you for being here. Chris Lawson, CEO, Technician Find, a single stop to staff your shop. Hello, Chris. Hey, Carm. It's good to be back. Always great. Thank you for bringing all these great topics that we know have everything to do with the human and the personal side of our industry. And Sean Gilfillan, CEO, Automotive Magic. Hey, Carm. Wizards you have working for you from Kenville, New Jersey. Good to have you here. We'll look at everyone. Here's our idea today. The key to attracting and retaining top talent is to operate with the mindset that you want your employees' lives to work inside and outside of the shop. Key, inside, outside, kind of like work-life balance. Challenges that that we are faced by busy professionals and entrepreneurs. I think Eddie just may talk about that and If you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed, despite all your hard work, this is the episode to listen to. Eddie's wake-up call, he had a healthcare crisis in 2015, changed his life, and he created Life Calibration System, the Life Calibration System to help individuals prioritize and improve different areas of their lives, not only for yourself, but for you and your team. So I just can't wait to jump into this thing. Chris, thank you for bringing this to me. Do you got any starting comments for us? Yeah, I think that why this is so compelling to me is because whenever we get on a, an onboarding call with a new client and we're really going through to find out about the culture, we're going through to find out about what all the shops do for their employees, we really want to find something that's unique. We want to make sure that they have a story to tell that is going to bring a different element to the employment situation. And every shop says we care about our employees. Everyone does. And I can tell you from personal experience what a technician says when they see in an ad, we care about our employees. The real, the bottom line about this, I was just reading in How to Be a Great Boss from Gino Wickman. He said, you can't fake it. Your people will know if you care about them. And when I met Eddie and we were friends for quite a while before I I was introduced to the life calibration, I've never seen anything in a shop that shows that you care about your employees the way that the life calibration does. And I was just completely floored by it. And it's such a great story and it's so powerful. And I'm just glad that he's going to get a chance to share it here. 
You know what I love? We care about our people if it's in the ads. The job of the technician to sit down in an interview is to ferret that out. I mean, is it really true? And usually, I think I got great intuition. A lot of times you can walk into a place, Eddie, and you just know. You just know if it's right, you know, if it's working right, you know, if there's love there. And so I think it's so critical to always be able to tell the truth. So, Eddie, you had a great episode. I mean, I saw your video on your website, Life Calibration, and I was so emotionally moved by your story because we lost you there for a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely a wake up call. And thank you for uh, checking that out. And thank you for the compliments. When you're a business owner, shop owner, you tend to put yourself last and men and women will do this in general, but I live that. And I was working so diligently hard on building my business, building my shop, growing it and doing everything we need to do on the day to day that by the end of the day, the work day, you know, there's just nothing left. There's nothing left for you as an individual to take care of you. And when you're caught up in it all, that's the last thing on your mind is the last thing on my mind is like, I don't feel so good today. Well, maybe it was something I ate and you push through it. You push through it. And I started off as a technician and we would cut ourselves and we'd spray a little bit of brake cleaner and call it good and move on. And so we all tend to just ignore those signs and push through it and put ourselves last. And these are our overall health is something that we're all aware of. It's something that we all know. Our nutrition, our sleep, our exercise are no secrets to us, but do we do them? I love your point. We know. I mean, when I had my big heart scare 11 years ago, I ignored it for six months, Eddie. I kept saying to myself I wasn't exercising enough, but my body was telling me it wasn't exercise. We're not listening to the warning signs, and it's that daily grind that we keep getting up and going back because for some reason we feel we're, oh God, we're just so focused on making the machine work rather than finding out if it needs any lubricant. Yeah, and we'll put ourselves last. We're not following that old paradigm of putting the oxygen mask on first so that you can help the person next to you. We're not doing that. <laughs> and a lot of us aren't anyway. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, I wasn't. So yeah, definitely a wake up call. I woke up out of that, that experience and I realized that I need to make changes and I need to make some changes in my life now. And there's just so much material out there on this subject, you know, health and self-betterment that I just didn't have time to consume the content. So I, I was just like, you know, I'm going to create something for myself. I just want to get some perspective on the different areas of my life. And I need to look at all these areas and these different life aspects. I really just need to, to start there and work from there. And it doesn't, didn't happen overnight. And this has been something I've been building on and building on for the last going on eight years now. You said the most perfect thing. I just didn't have time to consume the content because there's so much out there to teach us, to show us. Are we skeptical that a lot of the stuff that we would watch, you know, buy this supplement, do this thing, that everybody's got an online business today and everybody wants to make money from it. So whatever stories work that people will buy, we go for. And are we a little afraid that it's not all what it should be? I think it's part of that. I think a bigger part of it is this is considered soft. It's considered fuzzy. It's not a technical skill. It's not a business skill. It's something that's airy-fairy and, oh, well, I'm going to work on myself kind of thing. And it's not really traditionally. I mean, I went through that too. You know, I went through it in, in corporate life. 
It's like, I remember coming home from doing a due diligence meeting, working 18 hours, and then getting back to my hotel room and sending emails to my boss to show him that I was still working at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I remember that world. It's ridiculous, you know, to look back on it and think about that. But when you think about working on yourself, you think about balancing your life. You think about making sure that your life works inside and outside of the business. It's not the first place where a lot of business owners' minds go. But Sean and I just had this conversation earlier today. If you want your business to grow, you have to grow because your business is never going to get past you. You are the bottleneck. And people don't think that, you know, there's another saying that the fish stinks from the head down. There's a lot of sayings about this. And I think that's really the big problem. And from owner's perspective, having this available to the staff without me being willing to look at my own life first and see where I was definitely burning a candle at both ends the last handful of years. And really, we try to attract the right people and get the right people on board. And, and even getting buy-in for technicians, sometimes to even go to technical training is difficult sometimes if there's not a reward or a, what are you paying me to go to school for? It's like, well, hold on, it's costing us a bunch of money to send you to school, first of all, right? So it's like, you know, that when you get those opportunities to develop your staff, I think you as an owner really need to be working on yourself and growing yourself first and leading by example. They say it's hard to push a rope. You got to pull from the front. That's uh, something really, I think, needed in the workforce development as we move forward into these uh, next generations of uh, auto repair. So I think we've set this up pretty well. Hopefully, as you're listening to this, to everyone in my audience, you're saying, okay, I'm bought in because this is nobody's selling anything here. This is all just, hey, lots of experience to teach you, Eddie. Take us down the aisle as to how this can help us. Well, what I did is I, I worked the life calibration for myself for several years before I started sharing it with my staff. And I began to share it with my staff and, and have some great success stories there as well. And then grew it to sharing it with uh, my peers and, and other shop owners and Sean and Chris and others. And it's been great. And so what we do, what we generally will do to summarize it is we're going to do a quick self-diagnostic test. It's 10 questions. We're going to run through that. We're going to introduce you to the gears tool, which is a blow up view of the three main areas of your life. We've got personal, family and friends and work. And then we have on the side gears, the life aspects associated with the, each life area. So this is the 30,000 foot view that we ask the questions of ourselves and we look at all the life areas. We can't possibly think of these all these areas at the same time. And we really just, okay, let's take that 30,000 foot view. Let's look at these areas. And so we use the and utilize the gears tool for that purpose. And then we, t we take it from there and it breaks down to individual dashboards in the workbook. And there's the life calibration, 50 page workbook that you put pen to paper to and you work through it and you set your baselines on these dashboards in the workbook. What's really cool about that is it's hands-on learning. It's actionable. It's not watching a presentation. We're putting our hands to it. We're putting pencil or pen to paper and we're setting these baselines without recording and setting baselines. It's hard to measure growth. You can't measure growth in these areas without having a baseline to start at. And then we take it from there. Then we set our focus points. I want to work on this area and this area. Let's create a focus point on that. And let's set some goals, achievable goals for those areas. We've been really working on our culture for a handful of years now. And I think now as we're bringing the right people onto the team and the team selecting the right people to join with us to continue to move forward, it's a big deal to recognize if they're open and willing to work on themselves. 
And that's something that boils right down to it. I mean, I, I don't care how much somebody says they can leave their crap at the door when they come to work. It's still sitting in the suitcase and it stinks from the parking lot. Tired of software solutions that don't get the job done? Well, Shopware is an auto repair shop management solution created by a shop owner for shop owners. With Shopware, you can digitally track jobs in real time, optimize parts pricing, and transform your business. Shopware unlocks your customer data and streamlines it for you. And with Shopware, time-consuming tasks like estimate writing can become automated. Now, you've got the data, so why not put it to work? You don't have time to write the same estimate over and over. Shopware also lets you run your business on the cloud and paper-free. Our exclusive tech app means your technicians can accept transfer and track jobs on their phones. They can spend more time under the hood and less time scrolling through emails or shuffling through paperwork. If you want to save money, save time, and make your customers happy, try Shopware today. Schedule a free demonstration at GetShopware.com to see Shopware in action. As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles, and safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line, and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. We were just chatting, uh, God, the other day we were thinking of the words deep think, that we all have that. And we, sometimes we can't stop it and turn it off. So to your point, Sean, someone's coming in, they're torquing down lug nuts, but they're thinking about the weight that they have in their life and the problems that they have. And come on, guys, there are so many things that are happening in our families, our extended families and our friends that we sometimes carry the weight or the think on it, the deep think. And to your point, Everyone comes to work and lives life with deep think. I don't want to say the word baggage because it, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's like getting your daughter married, which just recently happened to me. And that's great deep think, right? It's a great point. Everyone on the same page looking to grow. This opportunity came up for us. And, you know, you get that little bit of like, hey, we're going to take a lunch and learn over the next uh, six weeks. And Eddie and Chris jumped on like, you know, lunchtime, we bought pizza for the crew. And we said, we're going to work through this life calibration. You know, and you get those couple of eyes that are just like, really, we got to do this. And you mean, I got to write down everything about what's going on in my life at home. And like, it became too uh, semi-transparent with what's going on. We kind of know when somebody's having a day and really support each other. But this was something that just blew the roof off. I got a couple guys that are now going to the gym together. I got a guy that started playing soccer again. And they realized all the things that they weren't doing. Well, not even just because of work, but because they're just so busy at whatever. I think, man, Eddie really put together this, this masterful way to split those three areas of life up. 
and even just the little gears to drill into. It's like, man, I, I like how much creative time have I spent for myself and just going through this? I was like, man, I, I need to spend some time creating something new here. And it's just been, it's been awesome for our team. And I think once we got through the first week and they started working on their books and stuff, I mean, there was kind of hard to get them engaged a little bit in the beginning, but towards the end, I mean, Eddie has a couple of great videos that he shared during little short meditation videos that just like made everything. I mean, it was just fantastic experience for everybody. Got great feedback. One of my guys was going to jump on the podcast today with us, but he's down at Ratchet and Wrench. But in the future, as we get some of the other shops through this program, I think getting some of the, you know, the actual technicians or advisors or employees that have gone through the program on a podcast with you someday too, just to, from their perspective and point of view of what a difference it's made. I like that idea, Sean, especially when you give us the story about, well, this is nonsense and, oh, you've changed my life. Yeah, it's huge. You know, and the cool thing I think it also is, is you get to see them discover for themselves. It's like, you're not telling them, Hey, you need to eat healthy and go to the gym. It's like, they discover this themselves. It's all internal work in that, let's say deep think, right? Where's your deep think at? Well, wow. Most people deep think, you know, I, I should take better care of myself. How do you do that? We don't know, right? Going through all this stuff, the way you eat, exercise, you really kind of get to, to dig in a bit and it's laid out very masterfully. I, I love the whole program. I think it was a huge success at our shop. And I think checking in on every quarter, it's like there's a gauge that we can go off of, right? So but now we check in on the quarterly meetings. How are you doing with your... We have everybody's personal goals and they're kind of holding each other accountable to it as well, which I think is neat because they did it together. You just said something so interesting. Are you guys doing EOS, Sean? Uh, yep. We use the EOS program. Well, then what better way than, you know, in your meetings to put uh, life calibration on the agenda? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Some of the shops that have the best employee morale that I found are the shops that actually put their personal goals on to just work their personal goals in. So when they do their quarterly meetings, they say, hey, how are you doing on your personal goals? Because if you're talking about leadership and the, the goal of leadership to remove obstacles in the professional setting so they can do their job better and more efficiently, it's the same thing on the personal side too. And that's the, one of the reasons why I love Eddie and I love Sean, because they are living testaments to this. They are really into growing themselves and developing themselves and then also developing their teams. They really live it every single day. So it's just wonderful to watch them implementing this in, in their shops. Yeah, I would like to touch on your point there, Carm, with deep think. I love that term because a lot of us come from the old adage is leave your work at work and leave your home at home. But we're not wired like that. We're human. And that old adage just doesn't work. And it took me a while to discover this as well, but it's very true. It's very, very true. And so I've talked to a bunch of shop owners and networked many shop owners over the years in the different groups I'm a part of. And they tell me, you know what? I've got great pay and I got benefits and I've got a great working facility and a great working environment. I feel like I'm missing something and I can't quite put my finger on it. And I felt the same way. But what it comes down to, what's missing from the workplace is life. Life is missing from the workplace. And so when you have something like the life calibration, you can bring that missing element to your culture. All shops and all businesses have culture. They just don't know it. And is it good or bad? Yeah, it's the behaviors that you seem to demonstrate with and on each other to the public and to yourselves that create either a positive that I want to live in and work in or a negative. This is a shitty place to work attitude. And you just said something that, you know, I just wrote down the word. I, every time everybody knows me, I write vehemently when I'm sitting here listening to everyone. And I wrote down the word love. 
And Eddie, so much of what you were saying is the word love in a business. I think it's an action word is that we care for each other. And so I don't think it's bad to be able to say we love our people. We love our company. We love our customers. And it's all about caring for each other. And if life calibration can help solidify the love word, man, bring it on. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. It's good brain chemistry there is what it creates. And there's not enough of that in the world sometimes. And I also think it gives uh, people a, a something like you were saying earlier, Eddie, to measure, right? Like, am I taking better care of myself or not? And reevaluating yourself and going back through the workbook and looking at some of the things that you write down and like, oh my God, I, I actually got some stuff done. It gives you like a sense of progress, let's say, instead of, yeah, I'm going to the gym now. Am I getting better? Oh, I don't know. But reevaluating and being able to kind of look at where you were and now where you are. And maybe even look back next year where you were and where you are now. I think it really gives that level of achievement, right? So you feel like you're actually accomplishing something, getting stuff done. And I think that alone, having a program that works like that, that's awesome. Sean, everything that you said, I'm inspired by. However, I think about coaching and I think about so many of us will get a coach because we want an accountability partner. Because you talked about it, go to the gym, you got to measure. Well, okay, I go to the gym and... I get on the treadmill, but I don't know what, I'm not measuring anything. It's just the personal fulfillment that I'm on the treadmill an hour a day. And I believe it's going to be really good and healthy for my heart. Is there a coaching program inside of Life Calibration, Eddie? There is. There's an element to where they can get on online to lifecalibration.com and sign on as a member. And when you join as a member, that's where the accountability and the one-on-one calls can take place and we can work through this stuff. And so we're in the process of building that membership now and having that bi-weekly call, the accountability, the support mechanism there for us. And so we're in the process of building that now. Aside from the workshops, the workshops is its own program. We did it in three weeks. We spread it out over six weeks, but we did it in three courses over the Lunch and Learn. And we were able to get through the workbook during those sessions. That's a great aspect. But the membership is the ongoing aspect of it to where you get that support from your peers. You get that accountability and we can talk shop, but we can talk about life too. Is this the chance or the time where you bring up the life's challenges to a group? I mean, what would I expect if I joined a a peer network, a coaching group? I bring the burden of life to that meeting and will somebody help talk me off the edge of Everest or something like that? How does it work? We can do that. We can totally do that. Because being that support mechanism, there's nothing wrong with taking those deep dives and really talking about what's going on. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's part of the healing process is when you take those deeper dives. That's the hard work. That's where you get your toolbox dirty and you get your tools dirty, but you have a greater benefit because you did the work. The individuals did the work. Sean's technicians are doing the work. I didn't do it for them. The life calibration didn't do it. It was just a tool. It was just a mechanism. But they are doing the work to make those positive changes in their life. And I think like, like what you're saying, the follow-up is really during those quarterly conversations. Hey, how are you making out? How are you doing with the gym? And I know what a couple of them are doing now, right? And just kind of checking in even when I see them. Hey, you at the gym this week? Yep, been there twice. It's like, fantastic, great job. One guy gave up drinking. You know, he was drinking a bit much. And he kind of said, you know what, I'm done. And hasn't had a drink in two months now or so. It's like, it wasn't because somebody told them to, it's because they worked on themselves and were able to kind of free themselves of whatever was in the way of what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a focusing tool I found. And it's interesting how many times I go through it. I always find different areas 
And once you outline those areas, it draws your attention towards what you want to accomplish. And I really like the way Eddie has it laid out because then you just focus on just small actions and small things. If you're talking about EOS, it's like, what are your personal rocks? What are you going to focus on? And it just brings your attention there. And then you have something concrete that you can work on. Guys, this makes so much sense, but I want to really cover the words we used in our title about retention. I'm hearing all the retention stuff. I'm hearing it. I'm here because I stopped drinking. I realized it was there were things in my life that I wasn't dealing with correctly. It seems to me, Chris, since you're the HR guy here, that's a connection to wanting to stay and stick around. And I still think all the other stuff that's important to this individual's life has to happen. The right pay, the right training, the right benefits, the right environment, all of that. But then you take life calibration in there and it's almost could be like the glue. Absolutely. One of the big things I talk about is it's, you know, why would somebody drive by three past three, three other shops to come to yours? It's that type of, uh, and I didn't make that up. I heard that from one of my clients. And I just love that because it's so true. I mean, you've got to understand, especially when you're particularly talking about technicians, you've got to understand what's going on. All you need to do is look at the Indeed page and you can see what your competition is offering, what benefits, what salaries, all those other things. What's going to be that unique thing that you can offer? What's going to show them that you really do care? And when you sit down, I mean, Eddie, I hope we can get into some of these stories. I mean, Eddie's got amazing stories about when he sits down and he goes through this process with his employees, with his staff, you know, they open up, maybe not at first (laughs) because they don't want to talk about feelings. But once he sits down and he's told me some amazing stories about when you get a baseline with somebody, and that's what I always tell shop owners and leadership teams is, hey, did somebody ghost you? Well, this is the reason why they ghosted you. It's because you didn't create a relationship. You didn't build trust on that first call. You didn't ask them what's not working in their life. You didn't find out what's not working at the shop that they're currently at. You didn't find out what's not working at your life. And you didn't present an opportunity to help them resolve that. If you find out what is going on in a tech's life and what's going on in the with the tech at their current shop, You can find out what those pain points are and you can come up with a solution. Hey, you know what? We don't do that at our shop. We do this, this, and this, and you're never going to have that problem here. Oh, you know what? We had another tech that had a problem in that specific area. He wanted to buy a house, but whatever. And we helped him to get to the point where he bought a house. If you can show those two things, now that's you prove, hey, look, you have demonstrable proof. Look, we take care of you. We make sure that you have everything that you need in order to be successful in your career. We make sure that you have everything that you need to be successful in your life. That's what we're committed to. And we walk our talk. I love it. Eddie, you're on, baby. Let's hear the stories. All right. You bring up feelings, Chris. The way I open this up with my technicians and and my crew is like, and I introduce them to it, is like, okay, we're not going to talk about feelings today. Raise your hands. Who wants to talk about feelings? (laughs) Nobody, right? (laughs) But we are going to talk about life. Let's talk about life. That kind of disarms the whole thing there because we're not talking about our feelings. We're not doing psychology. We're talking about life, okay? And then so some of the stories I have, for instance, a technician who became my foreman, tough oil field guy. He was like very skeptical about it all. Finally got him got him down, sat in front of me and man, an hour and a half went by like that. And I was like, well, we should get back to it. An hour and a half went by and he was blown away by that. And he ended up joining the Y And he is working out, he has a trainer and he's doing five, six days a week. Now I'm not saying you have to do that, 
you can do those tiny incremental changes like James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, and those will compound as well. But he went all in and he said it's the best decision he's ever made. He feels great. His, his mindset's in a great place. Another one was my admin manager. She had uh, written down that she always was interested in kickboxing. And so she joined a kickboxing gym. And a year later, when we revisited in the springtime, we touch on it throughout the year, but we do a bigger thing in the spring. And she pulled out her book and she said, you know what? I wrote down kickboxing. And now not only am I kickboxing, I'm training kickboxing. She's training it in it and taking those courses and excelling it. And she loves it. And another one is one of my favorites is my service manager. He's a veteran and he was suffering from PTSD. And the way that doctors deal often deal with that is with painkillers. And that's a horrible solution. So he decided to do something about it. He found an outpatient program up in Denver, north of us, And we gave him the seven to eight weeks off to do this outpatient program. And he came back and it's turned his life around. And he's ran with it ever since. And this was several, several years ago. And he's just been improving himself, becoming a better manager, growing himself and his life. He's just turned it around by making that change. And that's a huge testimony. And there again, these people are getting their tools dirty. They're doing the work. But this gives them that place to get it out of their heads and put it down on paper and make it real and not just something spinning around in their heads there. You would be a tremendous leader in the organization because your passion is that you are the founder of Life Calibration. Sean, Chris, you bought in, you get it, you can sit with your people. I'm a brand new shop owner. I love this. I get online. I get the workbook. I I go through everything. Is everybody ready to help their people with self-diagnostics. I'm curious how, Eddie, you can teach a shop owner who's listening that this will improve them, their people, and their business and retention. How would I start, Eddie? I have done some uh, presentations just to shop owners. So there is a presentation aspect where I can get in front of the shop owners uh, like Sean and I did with the group Shop Management Alliance, and we meet once a year and do this. So to your point, Carm, The shop owner has to buy into it. They have to understand that they want to make a change in their life before they can make any kind of changes in their staff and their employees' lives. So it really starts at the top. It starts with the shop owner and the business owner saying, you know what, I've been wanting to make this change. Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's many, but as soon as they admit that, to themselves and they do it and they start taking charge of their own lives, then that is when you open it up and you do it with your staff. That's kind of a prerequisite. If they're not open to wanting this, it's just not going to work. They've got to be open to wanting to better their lives in some way and wanting to better their staff's lives in ways as well. So that's our approach. I'm going to fix me. I want to start on this journey. I fall in love with what it's done for me, and then I bring it to my people. That's the story, right? I can't be partially bought in. I have to be all in. And I can't go out and say, Eddie, coach the rest of my people. Sean, I want to hire you to coach the rest of my people. You got to do this. Yeah, no, you can. You you can. If you're just partially bought into it and you're curious enough, if you're curious about it and you're partially there, you're partially there. That's the first step forward. So it's not 100% buy-in out the gate. I don't expect that, but that's a great point. Just got to be open to the benefits, what this can do for a culture of a business. I keep thinking, Sean and Chris and Eddie, about multi-shop operations and people are getting bigger, they're buying, they're growing. 
and uh, the owner isn't as engaged and isn't always in every building. And so we do want to do life calibration, but how do we do it? Well, maybe the COO, maybe there's another individual in the company that has such prestige that they want to do this themselves and then lead that within the company. I guess the creative part is if you want it, you can figure out how to make it happen. And the other thing that I think about when we go back to deep think and life calibration is don't think that you can't. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I think that's very true. And I had set up two shops to do this. And uh, Eddie and I were working on that for a while. And one shop is their multi-shop owners. I think they got six or seven locations. And one of the things that we were doing is we were going to offer it just as a Zoom call. Anybody from any one of the shops could participate, just hop on. We actually with Sean, Sean's got two locations. They both zoomed in from different locations. So he bought lunch for each location. So it's not that big of a, a deal, but it just never came through because they didn't see the value. They didn't understand why they wanted to do it. And it just wasn't important to them. But I will say that, you know, the way that it's set up as a Zoom call that you just get your team to show up for, it's very easy to have Eddie and myself there and do the the initial presentation. And Eddie does a phenomenal job of walking them through all of the dashboards and the gears and setting everything up. And that's the framework. That's the basic framework. And then it's just a, a conversation. So every quarter, it's just a conversation. It's going back and it's checking in. Hey, how you doing with that? Hey, how you doing with that? And then once a year, you go through, you do everything, you see where you're at, and then you've got your goals. And then it's, hey, how you doing with that? How you doing with that? So it's not like you have to be this Tony Robbins and stand in front of your team and be a motivator and, you know, force them to do this and mush, mush. It's just a matter of, hey, look, have life calibration, help you set the goals, and then we'll check in on with you. Yeah. Do you need help? Guys, it seems I love the word initialization, but don't ask me why. Why do I think Zoom's so impersonal? I'll tell you what, from the results that we got, I feel that when everybody's on the same call and you got multiple people, you don't just, you're not just there for yourself. You're learning from other people sharing at the same time. So I mean, if you guys get that six or seven shop company together, they probably learn so much about themselves and each other that they'll also become more related. Right. And that's what happened to our team. They got more related with each other. They got personal with each other. It's like those things that kind of pull a family together and being more of a family and supporting each other with all of the things that we're up to. And a lot of times that doesn't even get shared amongst people at work because they're busy working or like you said, Eddie, we're just too busy to do anything to even make a difference. And I think that it's just so, this is such an easy way to break the surface. And if you got somebody that really wants it, they're going to go for it anyway. It's not like you, you definitely don't have to force it upon anybody. It's, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But then you know what kind of person you're dealing with, right? That's right, Sean. Maybe I stand back on my Zoom question or comment and realize that I guess if the entire company was on a Zoom call and then it's over with, because we were all there, been there and done that, we, there's, there's there's sharing that can happen. So what'd you think of that, right? But is there another way, Eddie, where we could just say, I, I just call a meeting. We're going to go to a restaurant. We're going to have some stuff. You know, we get 90% of the company to show up and do this in person. Is that also a viable way to get this started? It definitely is. It's very much a team building activity. Like Sean, you mentioned it perfectly. It's your, it's your peers around you during that call. That is, it's a team exercise. So with that team exercise. Now, what I'm doing here locally is I'm getting in front of them to where I can be in person. 
and we can be all in the same room and we can meet. My plans are to be doing it here soon with my local Napa store owner. And we're going to get in front of their people and plan a time and, and a place to do this. We just have to pull the trigger on it. But that's an in-person way to do it. And I, it's great. If I could do it all that way, I would. But going back to Sean's point, it's your peers around you. It's that team exercise when it's a Zoom call and a work lunch. Looks to me like this is going to be big and it looks, talk about being exciting that this has been birthed and is being led by aftermarket professionals in our trades. And boy, does our industry need this? I mean, I could almost see how this could uplift, if you will, the image of our places. And I just see so much positivity. I don't even have the words. We probably have to come back and do another episode. To your point, let's bring in some people that are willing to share their life-changing stories with us because their eyes were open because they went through the the life calibration. So it's lifecalibration.com. Lots of stuff there. Great video from Eddie who explains his life-changing 2015 issue where we we lost him for a few minutes there, but I guess you just weren't done with, you needed to stick around and do this, huh, Eddie? Well, I felt so compelled to change my life. Not that my life was horrible prior to this. I just felt that compulsion to do something more, to help people, and it, it truly changed me. You were burning the candle at, what, nine or ten ends. I mean, listen, you were just the typical small entrepreneur, business person that uh, just say, now I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. Oh, that didn't work. Maybe I'll try this. What about this? Who has eight seconds of attention span that we have and all this content to your point? Who has time when you're always trying to, let me see, start and or put fires away? I mean, sometimes we start fires for all the right reasons too, right? (laughs) Because we get bored. I'll tell you, this was great. I wish we had an hour and a half or two hours to discuss this, but I think it would be better let this thing incubate, let people get involved in this. Please reach out to Chris or to Sean or to Eddie if you're interested at all. We'll put some links on the website, but it's easy to get a hold of Eddie through lifecalibration.com. Guys, this was just tremendous. So appreciate Eddie Lawrence, president of MTR Mobile and creator of lifecalibrations.com. Chris Lawson, CEO, technician, find a single stop for your shop staff. And Sean Gilfillan, CEO, Automotive Magic, Kenville, New Jersey. They're all involved in this. Sean's doing it. Chris is working it. Eddie created it. How damned exciting is this? Thanks, guys, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Truly loved it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 